Open the Bible to Proverbs and you find these words in chapter 22. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. As parents, you know you have 18 years to guide, direct, discipline, coach, and train your child in the way he should go. Those 18 years set them on a path for success in the world and hopefully eternity. Or that's what you're hoping for, right? You're probably realizing that it takes time, time and intentionality. And both time and intentionality, well, that takes work. Being intentional with our time as we prepare our children for what lies ahead. That's today Unlicensed Parent. Hi, I'm Michelle Hill, and I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Trace is also the author of the book, The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, An Extraordinary Odyssey of Divine Interventions. Our goal, Unlicensed to Parent, is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherd's Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. And so you won't need a residential facility down the road. And that's what we're doing today. Trace, how many parents do you think wake up in the morning or go to bed at night, actively think about how they are preparing their kids for eternity? or even how they're preparing their kids to flourish here on earth. I guess, Trace, what I'm trying to ask is, how many of us are really intentional about bringing up kids with godly character? Well, to be frank, with the exception of homeschool parents, probably not a lot. Uh, and even homeschool parents are largely thinking about lesson plans and you know things like that. Uh, in that arena, they're very intentional. I know a lot of us think we're being intentional by going to church every week and maybe doing an occasional devotional or, or Bible reading with our kids. And all that's great, and it's to be commended. Uh, but let's throw a little time into the intentionality equation here. Uh, many of us are familiar with Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7, but I'm not sure that we always understand its execution. Uh, I liken it to the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples. Well, the word go here uh, may actually mean as you go or while you're at it. So in everything we do, from teaching a Bible study to raking leaves, make disciples. Again, Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7, I think, I think should be interpreted in a, in a similar way. Uh, and here's what it says. It says, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down mm. and when you get up. And so we're talking a lot of teachable moments here. Uh, so let's break that passage down just a little bit. These commandments I give you today are be upon your hearts. It's not rote memory that you can recite a verse or a command. It's to be in you. It's to come out of you like rivers of living waters, to be in your hearts. And it's not just teaching your children. It's impress them on your children. Model it. Indelibly implant uh, these commandments, this yeah. attitude, this spirit. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, uh, when you lie down and when you get up. That means as you go, in, in the car, uh, over the dinner uh, uh, table, in any number of different places, it's kind of as you go. So as far as raising our kids is concerned, all of our life experiences and the childhood experiences of our kids are to be looked at as teachable moments, spiritual moments, moments that are counting for eternity. And this all takes time. 
but it also takes intentionality. I think today we tend to compartmentalize our faith between sacred time and secular time. Unbelievers see this as hypocrisy because very often that's exactly what it is. True. When we're in secular mode, whether it's driving to work, at work, at play, or whatever, we tend to, to wall God off and out of, the, out of the picture. And we're all guilty of this to, to one degree or another. Uh, when we're in sacred mode, whether it's going to church, Bible reading, or having devotions, we have more of a God consciousness about us uh, at that time. But I think God is looking for a, a God consciousness in everything we do and all the time. And this is what Paul means when he talks about dying to self. We're to let Christ live through us. This is what our kids need to see in us all the time. You know, it, it isn't always going to look like we're wearing halos either. I mean, ministry is very often dirty, ugly, monotonous, and very humble work. I often tell our kids, you know, uh, you know don't, don't separate the sacred from the secular. Try to find the sacred in the secular. And when you can't, take the sacred to the secular. And we do this by heeding that verse in Colossians 3.23 when Paul says, whatever your hand finds you to do, do it as unto the Lord. If it's digging a ditch, dig a good ditch, right? In other words, take the Holy Spirit with you everywhere you go and in everything you do. This takes time and intentionality, but our mm -hmm. kids would rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Because as the saying goes, our actions speak so loudly, they can't always hear what we're saying. And then there's that old adage, uh, more is caught than taught. Uh, bottom line, we have to be intentional and we have to give it the time, which means, you know, when you get up, uh, when you walk along the road, sit down or lie down, our lives have to align with the Spirit of God. It's not like we necessarily have to even make more time. We all have 24 hours in a day, unless we're just absent all the time, never there, but if we teach as we go or while we're doing life, uh, then the lottery's been won. And, and that starts by allowing the Holy Spirit to live in and through us like the living waters I just talked about and Jesus talked about in Scripture. Something that our busy and rushed lives find very difficult to, to execute today. But perhaps today's guest can help us get some of the details worked out about all this. Well, our guest today is no stranger to the team at Licensed to Parent. Our guest is Dave Glander. Dave was formerly a devout atheist, and now he is a deeply committed believer in Jesus Christ. He's so committed, he teaches Christians how to know what they believe and how to defend their faith. Dave's a pastor, founder of an apologetics youth camp called Equip Retreat. He is an author of How why, where, and also the Faith Survival Guide. And Dave is with us today, and it's going to be a great show. I just have this feeling. Dave, welcome back to Licensed Parent. Thank you for having me. It's always good to be here. It's like coming home. It really is. <laughs> well, welcome back, uh, you prodigal you. Um, this was your idea to do uh, a program on time and intentionality, so obviously it's uh, something that's on your heart, maybe... Uh, do you, do you find a void in a lot of uh, families today uh, with respect to time and well, I mean, intentionality? I, I, so I'm, I'm in the middle of putting together this this parent seminar, if you will. Like a, and, and sadly, we were going to try and do like a Friday, Saturday, or maybe a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're, and really the only time we can – and this is talking with like family life pastors and stuff like that mm -hmm. at church is trying to get this organized – the only time that we can really get parents to commit is like a Friday night, and that's all they're mm -hmm. either willing or able. You know, and I'm not mm -hmm. going to fault them for not being able to because, you yeah. know, we have jobs. We have sure. things that are going on. So I, I understand. So what I'm trying to do is compact it into this, like, 
you know, maybe two hours, like do an hour session, take a break and then do another hour session. And like, what is it that we're going to include? And the number one thing that I ran across was how much time a parent spends face to face with their kid. This is the thing that just kind of mm-hmm. catapulted the whole moment for me because when I did the research and then I was actually corrected when we were at NRB mm-hmm. and I'll ask you, what do you think the average FaceTime face to face that a parent spends with their child Every week, like just in, a, in an average week, how many, how many time, uh, how much time do you think they spend? Well, I know it's different between mothers and fathers. I'm not quite sure what mothers were, but I heard one time the average FaceTime of any meaningful dialogue. Uh, but I was told that meaningful dialogue with dads, 20 seconds. What? Day. What? No. That's what I was told. No way. That's what I heard. You know, what's sad is I don't believe, I don't, un, I don't disbelieve that. I like, don't believe it. Like, you know, like when I see it, I'm like, there's a part of me who's shocked. And then the other part of me is like, I, well, I see that. Uh, again, remember, this is an average. So what, you, what, what they may be taking into account are all the absent dads. Yeah. The dads that uh, okay. you know, okay. maybe come and only see their kids on the well, weekends. that's not a fair and, assessment. But. Well, but, but it's an average. Well, let's, it's let's just go, like let's, the average lifespan of, a, of, a, of a, uh, an adult back in the 1800s was, you know, 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah people live to 100 all the time. <laughs> yeah. But babies died a lot. Yeah. So the average brings... Okay, the, we're talking about the average of dads spending time with their kids. Let's pull no, it No, but it, what I'm talking... That, <laughs> that is the average of dads. Oh, okay, okay. That okay. is the average of dads. Now, dads, if the question was... Framed, the average uh, dad's living in the home sure. spends time. Probably, with the, that's going to change. Yeah. So I thought it was okay. five minutes, but it's three and a half minutes. Well, there you go. Or I'm not 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 minutes, hours, five hours. Uh, not a day. No, in a week. Oh yeah. Wow. That's all though. A week. Yeah. Think about how much time their right. their that's, faces that's are in the phones. Right. You know their their faces are in the phones eight to ten hours a day, yeah. and only three and a half hours per week. Is the parents actually engaged? Well, the, the, again, the, the key word, too, in the equation when you're gathering these, this data is meaningful. Yeah. Meaningful dialogue and interaction. I was yeah. at, a, at a restaurant oh, yesterday, uh, and th- there were six uh, people in this family. And it looked like there might have been uh, uncles and aunts involved in the equation, but the, the, everyone, with the exception of one, which I assumed was, uh, was a mom, a little, a little older, Every one of them in a big round table had their noses in that gadget, and the and the mom was sitting there like she had be, was sitting there all by herself, yeah. just like she was lonely. I, I I was just this close, and I'm pushing my yeah. fingers real yeah. close together right now. I was this close so getting to getting up and walking in over, yeah, and saying something. You know, uh, is this how we? Yeah. You know, this isn't this isn't you, right. How this is feeling right now, ma'am. Yeah, there's a there's a meme that yeah. I saw not too long ago, and it was people at maybe like a concert. I'm not sure what was going on, but everybody had their phones out and were trying to like capture the moment. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this crowd, there was this 80 to 90 year old woman with no phone in her hand, just enjoying the moment. Yeah. And it said, "She's the only one here that's truly enjoying yeah. the moment. She's yeah. she's living in this moment oh. right now." And it just it grabbed my heart, but. And, then, and this is something like when you go to a, a, a restaurant or you're having a meal at home even, uh, I think this is a good place to put in the word intentionality. Yeah. All right? Uh, I, and, but before we do that, uh, I, I'd like you to explain what intentionality is when it comes to uh, parenting. Because I, I, I can't assume that everyone listening to this understands what we mean by being intentional. So Mark Cahill, a uh, tremendous author, wrote a book called One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven, which is tell somebody about Jesus. By the time somebody gets to that point, they're going to know about Jesus. So the one thing you can't do in heaven is, is witness to somebody. He is on a mission everywhere he goes to share the gospel of Christ. And he has this thing that he says that's so powerful to me. He goes, do you care? 
And it's like, well, of course I care. Do you care enough? Mm-hmm. And that's really where I think the question of intentionality comes from. Do you care enough to be intentional about spending that time with your kid? Yeah. And I'm reminded when I go back to um, when I've coached Little League, and I was always frustrated that the parents would drop their kids off, and it was like a glorified babysitting service, right. and there would be me and two other coaches that had 20 kids on the team. Well, do the math on how much time we could spend with batting or throwing or catching or fielding a ball. We, we, we couldn't spend that, that time with them. And yet the parents, I would tell them, like, I need, you know, little Bobby worked on this today, and we need you to work on that with him at home because he's struggling in this area. And they weren't intentional enough to do that. So Bobby yeah. would come back to the game, and he would have to go in the outfield because I was afraid he was going to catch a ball in the face if I put him on the infield because the parents didn't care enough. And that's what I think intentionality is, is not do you care, do you care enough? Because if you care enough you're going to go out of your way to be intentional about the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you care enough? Yeah. And then there's the the idea about being intentional about what they're at, the content of what they're actually wanting their kids to learn. Uh, and we can talk a little bit about that when we come back from the break. We're talking with Dave Glander today on Licensed to Parent. We're talking about time and intentionality. Licensed to Parent is the outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long residential program for teens in crisis. We need to take a break, but we'll be back right after this. Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to his word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Our host of our program is Trace Embry. I'm Michelle Hill. And today our guest is Dave Glander, and we are talking about time and intentionality. Do you guys know how hard 
it is to pronounce that word. (laughs) Hey, Dave, I have a question for you. I am just curious about this meaningful interaction as we're talking about being intentional parents. Because just before the break, you and Trace were talking about the average hours that parents, especially dads, are spending with their kids. And so if a dad is Let's just say he's a workaholic and he's slowly figuring out he needs to be spend more time with his kids. How what does that look like? Help him understand. I can only answer that from my own perspective and that was when my son was born, I was a workaholic. I owned my own business. Um stopped doing my own business thinking that was taking too much time so I went to go sell cars cuz I thought okay, my mom sold cars back in the 80s, this should be easy. I'm selling cars. Next thing you know, I'm gone 12, 14 hours a day because you're afraid you're going to miss the sale if you're not there and all this stuff. And I'll never forget my wife, um, my son, she had been taking my son to Little League practice, but their season hadn't started. It was his first game Hmm. and I was headed to work. And I remember driving down to work and just going, you know what? No, this isn't going to happen. I wasn't even saved yet. And I understood the principle of this is an important moment it's my son's first game. I need to be there for that. My mom never missed a game. My dad tried to never miss a game. Those are important moments. And so, Michelle, all I did was I called up my work. I said, sorry, I can't make it in today. And I went and I cheered my son on on that game. And I just changed the course of the direction of my parenting at that moment. And I ended up leaving that job and going and, and finding a way that I could fulfill my duty as father by bringing the bread home, you know, as, as they say. But still be there for my son. It was, but again, we're back to that. In, what do you, how do you say it? Intentionality. Mm-hmm. I had to be very yeah. intentional about my decision. Right. You know, was I going to do this or this? And once I made that decision, it was a very intentional decision to to make that shift. And and it wasn't easy. It wasn't like there was some you know easy moment that it was like oh, I'm going to leave one job for another because I'm one of those where once I get a job, I'm there forever. You know, like I'm very it sounds loyal. Like a sacrifice. Yeah. There's some. There's some. That, listen, parenting. There's a lot of sacrifice to it. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice to parenting. That's that's. There's no way around well, it. Well, I heard Adrian Rogers say one time, "I would gladly give up dirt for diamonds." And you know, are you what Ooh. are you really sacrificing? You know, yeah. uh, but well, that's true. But intentionality will kind of really bring to the forefront of our minds what what do we really prioritize in life? Yeah, what's important? You know, what's important? And I know there's a balance because feeding our kids. You know, you can't really we need that too. spend a lot of time with them if they're skeletons. You know, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're not being yeah. properly nourished yeah. or a roof over their head. Yeah. So, you know, it's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah. type of thing. And not that I buy into all that. But um, uh, there's, a, there's a story about time and, and intentionality that I think is, is really important. It really, when I first heard it, 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 it really sent uh, chills down my spine. And it's a story, and I, I, I think it's a true story. I, I couldn't swear by it, but we'll just call the kid Johnny. Uh, his dad was a workaholic. You, you, you brought up workaholism, as I used to be and probably still am to, to some degree. Um, wanted, wanted to go fishing uh, with his dad. Wanted his dad uh, to take him fishing, and he, he was hounded his dad, hounded his dad. Finally, his dad just scheduled a Friday to... Um, to take Johnny fishing, and uh, and he did, and they went fishing, and um, and then lo and behold, at an early age, probably in his forties, uh, Dad uh, had a heart attack and and died, and um, at the funeral, you gotta make me cry. At the funeral, um, they asked little Johnny, who was probably eight or nine years old, you know, what was the fondest memory that you'd ever had with your father. 
And he didn't miss a beat. He said, uh, oh, the day he took off work wow. for to take me fishing. Mm-hmm. And I ne- he says, I, I just, that meant more to me than anything in, 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 in my life. Yeah. And uh, as they were going through Johnny's father's belongings, uh, a few days later, they got to his daily planner. And uh, of course, it was stacked uh, uh, Monday uh, through Friday, most weeks. And Johnny turned to the, the week that he, he took... Uh, his dad took him fishing and it was stacked Monday through Thursday and one entry was on Friday took Johnny fishing <laughs> wasted day what oh, oh man now we're gonna go dig this dad out of the grave and smack <laughs> him or something <laughs> that is kind of the attitude that I think a lot of uh, 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 secular minded people people chasing the genie yeah. the American nightmare as I call it yeah. you know trying to uh, stay ahead of the curve that's the attitude of way too many people, and unfortunately, yeah. too many Christian people. And kids Christian know people. it. Kids, listen, man. It. Kids, I've been working with youth for nearly two decades, and they can they can spot a fraud from a mile away. Oh yeah, I mean that's for sure. Oh yeah, but they know when they're being put on the back burner, and and it hurts them. Mm-hmm. They they absolutely understand that. But that's I wanted to bring in Revelation two four, where it says you have forsaken the love you first had at first, mm-hmm. and and I'm thinking like to that dad who said waste a day, mm-hmm. I. I can't. I don't know the man. I wasn't there, but I could probably wager a bet. And I'm not a betting man. That the day that his son was born, he was pretty ecstatic. You know what sure. I mean? Like right. he was he was ecstatic about the moment, ecstatic about being able to hold him. Ecstatic. You know, yeah. I remember when my son was born, and and I'd go to work for eight hours, and eight hours seemed like forty because I just wanted to get home right. and see my son. That was newborn son. You know that that first love that I have. And Trace, I've just seen parents treat their kids like an inconvenience to their life. And I'm thinking, well, what happened to that first love you had? Where again, we're back to the sacrifice thing. You had to sacrifice some stuff for medical bills, from time off, or you know, you can go down a myriad of things that you had to sacrifice in order to bring the child into the world. What changed at some point where all of a sudden that first love you had isn't the same? I mean, I don't know about you, but for my son, I love him more now than the day he was born. He's mm-hmm. now he's about to be 25 in a, in, in a couple of weeks, and I just can't tell you like he's one of my best friends we do a lot of stuff we built a duck house the other day and i cherished every single moment as did he and so we're getting back to that initial love though yeah so how do we get that back on track we're we're back to you've got to prioritize is work the priority yeah is is family time the priority what what is what is the priority think, in your life? I think when God becomes the first priority, Amen. that that everything else will work. It's, everything else will fall into place. But uh, too many parents today are raising their kids as if they're the ultimate pet. Yeah. Okay. And it's like uh, the the first love is no longer God. It's no longer even spouse. Yeah. We become a child centric society and 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 junior can never be the most important thing in our, in our yeah. life yeah that's the uh, our but our first love has become ourselves yeah and what can junior do for me can i live through vicariously through oh, my son don't even get you me know started. As, as the the ultimate the baseball player yeah. i wanted to be or yeah. the musician or whatever and i think that's what happens and a lot of parents find their significance in themselves by with the grades that junior gets yeah whether he cheats for him or not so how do we wake up those parents 
I mean, how do we help them see is that there is Michelle a different is path? smacking an option? <laughs> in, in ministry for all these years, there's been some times where I've just wanted to just kind of be like grab them by the shoulders and shake them and be like, wake up. I mean, I, well, we need some temple cleansing experiences. Yeah, I think we, yeah. and, and I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean that we need to uh, to approach someone, well, I, be bold enough to approach at least our friends well, and, and say, if, look, yeah. this this is out of whack. And uh, when you comp- when you line yourself up with scripture, and if, and if it's a, uh, you know, a, a heathen friend, then then just ask questions. You know, do you think this is actually yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Michelle, I try to, when I'm in front of parents, let them know the statistics. And again, I, you and I were talking about statistics and it's all how they're gathered and everything else. But mm-hmm. I think we can all say statistically that uh, anxiety, depression, suicide mm-hmm. is up with teens. And so when I'm, when I'm no dealing, question. there's no quick cutting, all these different things, yep. you know. There's a reason for that. that. And I'm like, do you care enough about your kids to get involved in their lives so they know that they're important to you, that you know that you're intentionally raising them, and and you hit it on the head. When Christ becomes the center focus of it, all that balance comes into place. It's not immediate, but all comes into place. Now work is balanced, finance is balanced, family time is balanced. And all those different things. But it starts before Junior even arrives. And right now, you've got Christians who are shacking up with other Christians. And they're having kids out of wedlock. And it's like, okay. uh, Because their priority is they... Themselves. Themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's, It's usually those kids that are coming... Weren't planned for, right? And 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 so you're you're going into life and child uh, rearing with one hand behind your back yeah. before you even get started. And you know, I think there's some statistics to back up the fact that if you're shacking up, there's a good chance. There's a good chance you might have a child in wedlock who your daddy ain't going to be there. Yeah. You know, for, for that, and and that's so true nowadays yeah. that that dads are just absent. But Michelle, I just I think the bottom line is is if parents understood just how mm-hmm. serious the condition is. They might take their parenting more serious. And go to but, the inner city; you'll find out yeah, just how but, serious. But when we but when we put all that on the back burner and we just kind of act like there's no problem and shove a phone in their face as a babysitter, that's why we're at where we're at. Big time. Mm. Good word. Good last word. Dave Glander, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Dave Glander. To find out more about Dave and the work that he's doing to equip the next generation with truth. Go to the Reasons for Hope website, which is the letter R, F-O-R-H dot com. Again, the Reasons for Hope website is R, F-O-R-H dot com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. To listen to other episodes, go to LicensedToParent.org. I want to take a minute to remind you that this program, Licensed to Parent, is an extension of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. You can learn more about this incredible ministry to teens and their families at our website. Again, that's licensedtoparent.org. You know, God continues to grow our student body at Shepherd's Hill, and that's very exciting. And this means that we need to expand our campus. So phase one is to build a new dining room that will help us in serving our students and our staff a little more effectively. And we want to ask you if you would consider partnering with us in this process. You can give a gift of any amount by giving online. Just click the donate button at the top of the page when you visit licensedtoparent.org. Your gift is tax deductible. And when you give a gift to Shepherd's Hill, you are bringing hope and healing to families in crisis. And we say thank you. Michelle, I'd like to give a special thanks to the people you know who you are who listen to this broadcast, who I've never met, may never ever meet, who I know 
that as a result of, of reading the book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, and as a result of us just saying, look, we, we got some things we got to build around here, you've contributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how big or how small, I just want to tell you how grateful we are because it's our way to know that people are actually hearing this broadcast. And if you do have nothing to contribute, why don't you write us a letter, send us a, an email or something. Just tell us what the program means to you. I, we were just at NRB, and I had so many people come up to us at NRB and tell us what this program meant to them. I thought, wow, someone That's encouraging. To and you can connect with us online, licensedtoparent.org. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peetz is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.